this is Phil DeBella, and you're listening to Flashcast by PDB. And today I'm fielding some questions from a wonderful man by the name of Stratos. Uh, Stratos owns, um, he's the founder of V Custom Blinds, and he's an aspiring entrepreneur doing some great stuff. He loves attending um, events. He supports the business community. He loves self-development. Came across Stratos 12 months ago where he reached out and we had a bit of a mentor session, and I gave him a copy of Entrepreneur Intelligence by Alan Bonsall, which he's loved and um, stayed in touch ever since. Uh, and in the spirit of what Flashcast is all about, um, as I ask people to send me questions so that I can, um, you know, make Flashcast based on a certain topic or answering questions that people want to hear um, answers to based on my experience, my opinion, and my research that I do, um, Stratos has obliged, and I um, thank you for that, Stratos, and encourage others to do the same. But um, let's get uh, tracking with what Stratos has reached out with and um, hopefully uh, this helps not only you Stratos but uh, many listeners um, so um, thank you. Now question one, the more you succeed the more some people start to be jealous and get nasty trying to find ways how to hurt you. Um, how do you deal with this? Well you know jealousy is a part of life. Um, I find that 80 and 90% of people are going to love you, support you and do all things for you um, and I find probably 10, 20% I found that um, they're going to be jealous of you. And um, unfortunately, in the perfect world, it wouldn't exist, but it does. And the way that I've dealt with it, well, there's a great Italian saying that my father introduced me to, and he said, son, make sure that um, you're always in a position where people are jealous of you rather than pity you. Uh, and if you think about that, it's better to have people to be jealous of you than pity you. means that pity, you've, um, you're in an unfortunate situation, you're in a bad place, people pity you which is not where you want to be. Rather, most of the time when people are jealous of you, it's coming from a place because you're um, doing things that they wish they were doing or you're succeeding and they're not. Um, so um, I always get into that mindset um, about, you know, it's better for people to be jealous than it is to pity. And, of course, um, I've had that happen to me. I've had people, it happen to most people, I'm sure, would relate. Um, so I frame it up in the way that, well, it's their problem, not mine. What I do is I look for early signs of it, um, you know, and, and put out sparks, not fires. You hear me say a lot. Um, and when I notice that people are starting to change or people are starting to get that little bit jealous or they're getting nasty, I address it straight away. Um, and the way I do that is is, is a term I uh, learned by – um, the Swamis, and if you've ever followed the Swamis, um, I did a course on Swami through um, Young President's organization, and my biggest takeaway there was affectionate detachment. How to detach from people affectionately, whether it's, you know, professionally or whether it's family, um, friendships, it's how to do that from a position that works and is easy. So uh, that's something that um, I've often looked at and said, um, you know, how can I apply this? It's the art of affectionate detachment. Um, so when I'm finding people are getting jealous or they're getting nasty, I don't allow them in to hurt me. I pick it early and I affectionately detach so that we're in a position where you don't have to argue with people. Next one is the more you succeed, the more fake people appear uh, and want to know you for the wrong reasons. Um, and how do you protect from them? Well, Best way to protect is, again, pick it up early. Um, you know, I always believe you've probably got no more than five close people to you in your life at any one time. Um, sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less. It's the quality of the people, not the quantity. Um, and, you know, of course, the more you have a public profile or the more you succeed, people want to get closer for the wrong reasons. I always say, and I found out um, of 2019 was a big lesson for me, that people aren't necessarily loyal to you. They're loyal in the need of you. So what I do is to try and work out where fake people are 
is are they actually loyal to me or loyal to the need of me? Do they actually like me for me or do they like it because what I can do for them? So identifying that early um, is important. And how I protect myself is, again, through affections detachment, and you're going to hear that a lot, is to actually pick it up early and detach from it. Uh, because people do, um, unfortunately, gravitate to people for the wrong reasons sometimes. But again, it's not about um, putting yourself into that mindset um, that people are, you know, that all people are the same. Because you can easily start painting everyone in with the same brush, which doesn't do you any favours. Um, from my experience, I've only ever found that it's around two um, in every ten people, or one in every ten people that um, is like this. But again, searching for those deep relationships rather than those, you know, the breadth of relationships. So quality of relationships, not quantity of relationships. And understanding what people's motivation is, um, you know, is always a good one. And again, communication, asking people, um, asking the right questions to find out what their motivation is um, and how it aligns. Um, the next question, although I do a lot, always feel it's still not enough. So if you're doing a lot, but you think it's not enough and you feel like you're running out of time, have I ever felt that? Well, of course, yes, Stratos, I have, as many listeners would too. Um, and that is, um, you know, a characteristic of high achievers. That's a characteristic of people that are always striving to be their best selves. Um, and that's what we talk about being grateful, about stopping, pausing, um, and reflecting. So the best way to tackle this is through reflection. And that's why over recent years I've gotten into meditation. I've gotten into, um, you know, logging diary, keeping notes, because um, it forces me then to pause and reflect. The great time that I do it is the moment I wake up rather than getting straight out of bed. I, I um, pause and I reflect um, on the day um, that's going to be ahead of me. So in the morning, I'm looking at the day ahead. At night time, I reflect on the day that has been. Um, so that I'm reconciling the day. And when I mean by reconciling, it's good, bad, um, and everything in between. So you're reconciling at the end of the night what's happened that day so that you're putting it to rest. I then finish with a meditation to clear my mind before I go to bed. And then when I wake up in the morning, it's always about forward-facing. It's always about the future, what am I doing, um, so that I'm getting out of bed positively um, and all the rest of it. And I find the more that I pause and reflect, and by doing these two things, um, it helps me keep in check. It helps me get away of the anxiousness. And I do a lot of work lately with Dr. Joe Dispenza. For those listeners that haven't looked it up already, Dr. Joe Dispenza, um, a great resource uh, where he talks about heart and, and um, mind coherence, so having um, heart and brain coherence. Um, and in particular, on this point, he talks about um, anxiousness. Now, you can't have an anxiety attack if you're in the present. He talks about anxiety attack comes from either you're reeling in the past or anticipating the future. So um, one of the things that makes people feel like they're always running out of time or they're not doing enough is that they're not stopping and being in the now. They're not stopping um, and, and really appreciating where they are now and then making sure that you reflect on the past but look towards the future once you've reconciled with the now. It's important to pause. It really is, and that's what I found that's helped me in my journey. Next one is, what do you do when you want to spend time with multiple people so you can build relationships but not possible due to other life responsibilities like work? Um, now, this is where it's quality. You need to pick quality people. You need to break down and separate your life, personal, professional, family. And this resonates with every single flashcast. Our whole lives are broken down into personal, which is all about me, professional, which is all about my work, and family, which is all about the people in your lives. Now, you need to make sure that you've got time 
for all three areas. And you need to make sure that you have the right people in your life for all three areas. And the simplest way to address this is to say, what does winning look like? What does winning look like to you personally? Does, what does winning look like to you from a family perspective? And what does winning look like from a professional perspective? Once you identify that, and another way to put that is that's your visions, that's your goals. So what does winning look like? What are your visions? What are your goals? What is it that you want to achieve in those three areas? You then do the next part, which is what do you need? And in particular answer to this question, who do you need in your life to win? Who do you need to help you personally? Who do you need to help you from a family perspective? And who do you need to win from a professional perspective? And if you can do that simple task, pen and paper, what does winning look like in those three areas? And who do you need in your life to win in all of those three areas? That will keep you focused, that will keep you on track, and it will help you be razor sharp in achieving the outcome that you wish to achieve. I don't like networking for the sake of networking. The amount of people that just go to every event and all the rest of it thinking that all of a sudden, you know, you're rubbing a magic border and everything's going to happen is out of this world. You need to take control and spend time with the people in your life that are going to make things happen. And finally, what do you do when you want to help someone but they're not ready? Well, you just can't. Very simply put, you can't help someone that doesn't want to be helped. I've worked with great people. I've worked with great people that help other people, and it resonates all the time. You cannot help somebody that is not prepared to help themselves. It's just not possible. It's just like talking to a, to a wall. So people need to be open and ready to hear it, or otherwise you can't help them. So don't waste your time. Be there, support them, but you can't waste your time because it's sucking up your energy. Stratos, I thank you for those questions. It's all about being your best you. And... The take-home is know what winning looks like and know what you need to win. Until next time, you've been listening to Phil DeBella and this is Flashcast by PDB. (laughs) 